here. That's what the rules are. That's my cue. We're back. We are back. I'm David Brody from Elvis Chair in the Morning Show. That, of course, is Jamie from Light FM in New York. Yes. So we, we didn't do a podcast last week. No. And I say last week, I don't know when you're listening to this, but we missed a week of Preacher, uh, episode 11, which I'm very upset about. Because episode 10, we talked about Jesus and anal sex, and, <laughs> and you said, there's nothing wrong with anal. No, I Well, I did say that. And then last week's episode, <laughs> the title was Backdoors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I had all kinds of jokes ready. Oh, man. I was all excited. We could still talk about backdoor. Okay. Well, we will. We'll get to that. So uh, let's talk about... Um, Do we have to mark this explicit already? <laughs> no, yeah, right. What episode is this? Is this 70? I think... 68, 9? Well, I don't know. Remember, it was 69? Yeah, but it anal? wasn't. I think it's... No, it was... I had the yeah. numbers wrong. Oh. All right. So uh, we'll, we'll tell you the episode well, number in I'll a minute. We're going to look it up. Anyway, so here's what we have to go to go for this episode. Okay. We've got a lot of The Walking Dead news. Yes. That we'll go over. We have some Fear the Walking Dead to talk about. Yes. Season three, part two starts Sunday the 10th, which is in a couple of days. I can't believe this is happening this fast. It is definitely happening. Ha- happening. Did I say happening? <laughs> you said happening. I meant happening. That's okay. I can't delete. You can't go back in time and change it. <laughs> so yes, it's happening this Sunday. And it's a two hour, two hours of Fear the Walking Dead. Oh, man. And there's a special show before that. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, I want to recap Backdoors. I want to delve into Backdoors a little bit. Yes. I want to touch on Backdoors. This back is episode door. 70. Is it? Yes. Woo! Woo 70. You sure? Yeah, your last. Right, okay. I'm right. looking at our tweet from August 26th. Are you looking at 69? I'm looking at 69. Great. And then we'll touch on, uh, we'll delve into Backdoors after okay. that. Okay, very good. <laughs> and then we'll talk about Preacher this week. Okay. And for the guy that doesn't like Preacher, I'll let you know when you can turn off the podcast. Yes. Huh. But I also have Preacher news. Ooh. And we have a huge contest. Oh my God. I'm I'm jealous of us. Okay. Of this, so of this prize. <laughs> they're, they're at the point now where this podcast rates contests, where the company now gives us a contest for an unbelievable trip, which, by the way, we want to go on as well. Uh, yes, we do. So we're also working on trying to go with whoever yeah. wins. Yes. Which could be you. So we'll tell you in a minute how to enter to win this unbelievable trip. It's really freaking amazing. Yeah. If you're a walking, <laughs> if you're a fan of The Walking Dead, this is, I mean, I'm shaking thinking about someone else going and not us. I cried. Yeah. You, you did get a little. <laughs> You've okay, seen so me cry over Jamie, prizes. We got this email. They're like, well, are you interested in doing this great giveaway on, on the Walkers and Talkers podcast? And I said, <laughs> absolutely. And Jamie wrote back, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> no. And so I texted Jamie. I said, Jamie, did you see the email? She's like, I'm crying. <laughs> I said, crying because she's not going, really, yeah, is what it is. That's more like it. <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, let's talk about some stuff going on with The Walking Dead before we get to the contest. Okay. All right, so uh, this Sunday, the 10th, if you're listening to this relatively soon when we post it, is a season eight preview special on AMC, of course. Comes on before the two-hour premiere of uh, Fear the Walking Dead. And it's a uh, big preview, and it's going to have Scott M. Gimple, mm-hmm. showrunner. Scott M. Gimple. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, your Negan, mm-hmm. and Lenny James, of course. Oh, Morgan. Your Morgan. So Jeffrey Dean Morgan... And Morgan. We'll both, <laughs> That's we'll both be there. <laughs> so if you thought the trailer was good, but you wanted more, a little more. Again, we talked about this. Season seven, they couldn't tell us anything. Yeah, we always need more. So the season seven uh, Talking Dead episode was more of a retrospective on the show. Yeah. It was like a flashback to how do we get to where we are now. Mm-hmm. But they really couldn't show you anything. Now, 
We're going to talk about a lot of what's going on in season eight, which I'm excited about. So this Sunday, three hours of zombiness. Yes. Yeah. Uh, season seven of The Walking Dead is officially out on Netflix as of when we're recording this. So yep. go watch your episodes if you want. Uh, Chandler Riggs, in a recent interview, promises lots of killing for season eight. Mm. Coral. So let's see. Uh, he did an uh, interview with an Australian national radio show, Triple J Riggs. Want to give props to all our radio Ooh. family. Triple J Riggs. Uh, he says season seven was all about building up and getting everyone ready to fight against Negan. And this season, there's going to be lots of explosions, lots of killing, a lot more Negan. See, there's a comma there because I was hoping it would say lots of killing, a lot more Negan. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't say there'll be a lot more spaghetti. Comma save lives. Comma save lives. Uh, <laughs> so he says, yeah, lots of fighting, lots of cool stuff. It's really, really fun this season. So again, it's like American Idol. When they used to go, this year we're raising the bar. More talent than any other season. <laughs> so again, season seven had a little, it wasn't as, people didn't love it as much as uh, maybe they could have. Mm-hmm. So I think everyone's on board that season eight's oh, going to be, totally. boom. There is currently, up until the 15th of September, so, again, if you're listening to this too late, you missed it. There's a zombie casting call for The Walking Dead for the second half of season eight. Here's what the casting says. Wanted. Contortionists for Ooh. background and extra work, Ooh. males and females, 18 to 50, must be able to bend their arms and shoulders in various unique angles, all ethnicities. Wow. Does it have a weight limit? Uh, it does not. Oh. Hmm. Why, are you a contortionist? No, but if I if it was a weight limit, I'd can be you a fresh your, walker. <laughs> can you put your leg behind your head? No. Oh, oh maybe. You can leave now. <laughs> all right. So, by the way, I so, okay, I have a question. It says all ethnicities. Yeah. Have we seen all ethnicity zombies? Um. Have we seen an Asian zombie? That's, that's the one I was thinking in my head. Maybe, maybe. Have we seen a um, an Indian gentleman as a zombie? I think we have. I think the doctor. Wasn't one of the doctors in the jail? Like, yes, okay. I think so. But not every single one. But they're they're open to everybody. Yeah, okay. I mean, so, it has to make sense for the part of the world they're in. Well, yeah. Well, but it's America, so there's well, every ethnicity. Sure. I'm not everywhere. sure what that's about. But yeah. it's not in Japan where it's a limited amount of ethnicities. Yeah, that's true. Well, so we'll scratch that. We'll, I'll edit that out, I promise. All right. <laughs> so uh, so they'll be contortioned like zombies with like their arms, uh, like, like, like broken arm and... Back all weird. So rather than using like a prop, they'll have like... Their arms behind their head. That's kinda. pretty cool. So second half of the season, either these people were run over by a train. Contortionist zombies. Right. So second half of the, of the of season eight, look for that. Also, if you're a fan of the comic book, episode one, uh, issue 171, which just came out, there's a variant cover, which means an alternate cover. Yes. Variation, right? Variant. And it has uh, extra pages, seven extra pages, and the page size is different. So it's all special. And it features a new character by the name of Princess that mm. that seems to be maybe a new full-time character. Mm. We wouldn't see her on the show for like five years. But that issue, which just came out, is already selling on eBay for $75. Wow. Mm-hmm. Let's see. The Walking Dead won't explain the big twist in season eight premiere. So the uh, old man Rick scene that it's, it's in the trailer. Uh, Scott M. Gimple says, we will not get a definitive answer as to what that's about in the premiere. Now we talked about this that I thought Greg Nicotero, one of them, said we would find out at least what that was about. Robert Kirkman said that. Right, Kirkman. So yeah. maybe we find out... Later? Maybe we find out it's a future scene, but not what it means, or we find out what it means, but we don't know when. So maybe we find out something about it. 
That could be. Now, here's the big news. The, man, there's more big Th- news? There's no spoiler here. Okay. But the title's going to seem like a spoiler. So, The Walking Dead Season 8 synopsis was released mm-hmm. this week. Mm-mm. Now, it just means, well, I'm going to read it. Okay. And I've already read through it. Okay. There's no spoilers, just a general what you might an seem overview. to expect. An overview. Thank you. The lovely Jamie, everyone. <laughs> All right. When I get the word right. Yeah, you didn't say Cloverview. You said Overview. It's good. So here's what it says. Last season, Rick Grimes and his group of survivors were confronted with their deadliest challenge yet. With the comfort of Alexandria, they let their guard down, only to be reminded how brutal the world they live in can be. Feeling powerless under Negan's rules and demands, Rick advocated the group play along. But seeing that Negan couldn't be reasoned with, Rick began rallying together other communities affected by the saviors. With the support of the hilltop and the kingdom, they finally have enough firepower to contest to contest the saviors. We knew all that. This season, Rick brings all-out war to Negan and his forces. The saviors are larger, better equipped, and ruthless, but Rick and the unified communities are fighting for the promise of a brighter future. The battle lines are drawn as they launch into a kinetic action-packed offensive. Up until now, survival has been the focus of Rick and our group, but it's not enough. They have to fight to take back their freedom so they can live, so they can rebuild. As with any battle, there will be losses, Casualties, but with Rick leading the Alexandrian forces, Maggie leading the hilltop, Gregory can't be happy about that. That's me. That's an aside. Oh, yeah. That's my aside. Yeah. In parentheses is what I'm saying right now. Yeah. Okay. Close parentheses. <laughs> and King Ezekiel leading the kingdom. Negan and the Savior's grip on this world may finally be coming to an end. Unquote. So that's the big, by the way, the synopsis. It's sort of what we knew. Yeah. But that's the grand overview of yeah. what we should expect. Okay. And finally, a little little more news. Uh, Preacher getting a third season officially. They will be filming in New Orleans. And of course, the season finale is Monday, September 11th. Man, all this, all this is coming up so fast. Yep. I got lots of lots of paper here. Lots of notes. I got papers too. Now, this, you got, oh, 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 you want to play paper game? Oh, mine are, oh. Mine are stapled. I got, I I got no packs, staples. packs of paper. You got packs, all Packs right. of paper. You never posted that dress pic. Lonnie is pissed. Uh, well, I'm sorry, Lonnie. I, yeah, I know. Yeah. Hard to take a selfie because you can't get your arms up. I get it. I have T-Rex arms and big boobs. So That's I don't know. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. <laughs> to the right length. For, okay. All right. Forget oh, okay. it. All right. So we have this prize. Oh my God. This is amazing. I feel like I should tell you what the prize is and then wait till the end of the podcast so that one guy has to listen to the end. Oh. And be, But then you could just drag the little thing and slide it to the you end. Could, I wouldn't do that. You could drag the And thing. we're not that kind of show. No, we don't do that. We're good guys. people. Yeah. Hashtag for the people. For the people. For the people. We do it for the people. <laughs> All, right. All right, let's hit the music. All right. So here's what I need to say. Okay. There's some legal part here. Oh, okay. AMC's hit series, Fear the Walking Dead, which Entertainment Weekly calls stellar. And Forbes says, it's shockingly good. Returns Sunday, September 10th. That's this Sunday. Then it says, insert zombie sound effect. Well, I don't have that, so I have to do my own. Oh, you're really good at that. Oh, you're really good. Okay. I've never heard a woman say that before. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's too good. Okay, all right, good. Like that? That's good. I'm not a contortionist, otherwise. Okay. Uh, We are the only podcast, to my knowledge, that is sending you and a friend to Vegas. Woo! 
Why are we going there? We are not. Oh, why are they going there? <laughs> you listening to the podcast have a chance to win, a chance to go. Win a trip for two to the ultimate Halloween weekend experience to Fear the Walking Dead Survival Vegas. What? I'm sorry. Did you not hear me? Oh, my God. A weekend experience at Fear oh. the Walking Dead Survival Vegas' newest attraction based on the TV series. Can I come in here? Whoever wins, I'll just try to fit in your suitcase. Well, hold on now. <laughs> you'll be immersed inside the zombie apocalypse where you'll need to work together to fight your way out and escape in one piece. Oh, my God. Don't miss the two-hour season three part two premiere of Fear the Walking Dead this Sunday, September 10th, 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central, only on, on AMC. AMC. I have chills that. right now. So, to summarize what we just got there, We've got round trip airfare for two to Las Vegas, two nights, standard hotel accommodations, not the standard hotel in New York, but a standard hotel <laughs> in Vegas, round trip ground transportation in Vegas, so airport, I guess, at hotel, I assume, yep. two passes to Fear the Walking Dead attraction, oh, man. two Fear the Walking Dead prize packs, uh, which by the way, I, I already emailed, I want those prize packs. Did you ask for two? I, I will send an email and ask for oh, two. Oh, you asked for one. No, of course you I asked for two. Ask for one. No, when I, I, you know what? When I think of you, I think of two prize packs. So okay, I, yeah, okay. I think if you posted that picture, most people would think of two prize packs. Okay. <laughs> and uh, okay, and uh, so the travel dates for this trip, you have to be available, obviously. Ten twenty-seven to ten twenty-nine. How convenient! I'm available. Oh, I know you are. <laughs> I know you are. But I'm married, so I'm oh, sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> So that's pretty cool. Now, I promised I would tell you how to how to win, right? So, yes. Okay. Yes. How do we win? Well, our uh, home radio station and your home radio station. Yes. Z100.com. That's our New York affiliate for Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. And LightFM.com. That's L-I-T-E-F-M.com. So Z100.com. That's Z100.com. By the way, um, and LightFM.com. Yes. And right on the main page, there's a, a window of like rotating things. Uh, like important stuff. Yeah. One of those in the rotation is the contest information. Yes. Enter there. Good luck. We want one of our podcast listeners to win. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. And then if you win, tweet us, Instagram us something. Let us know that you won. Yes. Tweet us at Let walkers us underscore talkers. Tell us all Take about pictures. It. We'll we'll post them at walkers underscore talkers. We'll call you to talk about it. And yeah, we'll put you. Oh, we'll put you on the podcast. Yes, you will be on the podcast. And by the way, don't just try to tweet us and tell you. We'll know. We'll have your information. We will know if you really won. Right. So Mister. another fabulous prize. If you win, you get to be on the podcast. How about that? Awesome. Nice. How cool is that? It is cool. That's a prize in itself. Now, you notice when I gave the websites, I said Z100.com, LightFM.com. Yes. So, I'm not a fan of the New York Yankees. And they're- We know. I know. I'm, I'm a Mets fan. Wherever you're a fan of, God bless you. Mm-hmm. They have an announcer. Uh, her name is uh, Susan. And she's an older woman. Not that old, but older than I am. And it's a little old school. And she had to give out like six websites the other oh. day. Oh, and she is a WWWer. <gasps> no, she's not. Oh, my God. Oh, God. You all know those people. WWW dot. Okay. Thank God she didn't say HTTP. People backslash, used to do that. Slash colon WWW. From what my grandparents uh, told me back in the 90s, people used to do in, that. Back in the day. Okay. Every website. Please, I know there's some HTTP sites. I know there's some... I, 99% of the URLs in the world, it's all www for World Wide Web. Yes. No one uses it anymore. Your browser auto-completes. Yes. You don't go to www.z100.com. You type in z100.com. Yeah. So she was giving out important information. I think it was for hurricane relief, whatever. But it's like www. After a while, don't you realize by the seventh website, 
that you're on W's? Like everyone's got W's. Everyone has the same beginning. It's like in uh, was it algebra? Like you oh. don't you don't have to say the one before the X. It's assumed it's there. Yeah. If it's X equals nine, it's not like how many X's. It's just one X. It's yeah. just right. You don't have to put the. It's like here's another thing that bothers me. I know this is a podcast about, but it's also it's not a one eight hundred number. It's just an eight hundred number. Oh yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. Right? You don't, if you, uh, we live in nine, I live in 973. You don't say I live in 1973. You say I live in 973. Yeah, code. I'm a 201, so it's not 1201. Pitbull is not Mr. 1305. He's Mr. Worldwide. But he's also Mr. 305. <laughs> Mr. He's 305. not Mr. 1-305. And who hits ones anyway on cell phones? You don't have to hit one. No, you don't. So the 1-800 thing, I just not a fan of the one. And I'm not a fan of the WWW. I think you could drop it. But I am a fan of The in front of Walking Dead because I think it belongs there. It's The it, Walking Dead. It, that's the official show title. Right. There you go. Sorry, yeah. I've got that out of my, uh, my system. I'm glad that we're, now, all, we're all good with that. Now, let's, let's touch on back doors. Okay, let's uh, touch on back Should I leave the mics doors? on for that? Uh, <laughs> okay, all right. So I'm just going to briefly run through what our audience missed in terms of recap that I want to just discuss with you. need our preacher theme? Oh. Don't want to forget the well, music. It's re- it's recap preacher. So it's reacher. We're reaching, but it's reacher preacher. Reacher preacher. Reacher, here we go. Political. <laughs> <laughs> I like the harmonica. Okay, so you weren't here for last week. Yes. And uh, so let's talk about what we didn't get to. Okay. Back the episode was called. <laughs> yes. Um. So it started off with a casket being pulled out of a swamp. There was a boy inside the swamp, and uh, they pulled him out. Men were holding him down, and some weird woman in a white dress uh, was talking weirdly to him and asking him who he was and what his name was. And he says his name is Jesse Custer, and she says, throw him back in the coffin, throw him back in the swamp. That's all we see. Yeah. Now, that we see later, he eventually calls her grandma. Yes. Right? That's part of an Angelville storyline that's very big in the comics. Yeah. So, there's really not much more for us to say now, other than that it's a running theme throughout the episode of Jesse's childhood and the weird people from Angelville, and we learn a lot more about Jesse, so that is being incorporated. And I, when it was on Twitter, um, I looked up Angelville... And it, everybody who reads the comics was very excited. Really? They're like, oh my God, the Angelville storyline is going to be it plays in. a big part. So they were excited. They can't wait to see how that is captured on the TV show. Uh, we see that Jesse and Tulip raise the armored car where Cowboy was supposed to be in. They raise the car. He's not in there. It's empty. We don't know how he got out, at least at that point. At we, first we were like, what in the hell? Right. We didn't know how we got out of there. Yep. Okay. Um... Let's see. Uh, Star is talking to Jenny and Hoover, and he says, I'm not the homosexual. Now, this is when he got the hookers sent to him. The male hookers. The male hookers, the gigolos. And we had talked about... um, Anal? And we're back to anal. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just circling back. Right. Yeah, circling back. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's funny, too. uh, Yes. (laughs) Circle back. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. I crack myself up. Right, and you crack what? <laughs> okay. So uh, that's also funny. So Star, we had debated whether or not um, he was gay or not. He, that he wanted the three guys. It was a mistake, and he played along, or he was playing along that he wasn't interested because he wanted a rape scene. Yeah. We didn't know, right? But then he admitted it 
in episode nine that he was like, that's what he wanted. No problem. Yeah. So now he says to Jen, Jenny says, of course not. You're the pinnacle of masculinity because she's the biggest brown noser. Jenny. Um, and so she says to Hoover, what did you do this time? And Hoover says, um, uh, should I get a refund? Like, uh, were you unhappy? And so too late now. So at least in Hoover's mind, now he thinks it was a mistake, but Hairstar just went along. Yeah. Or, or is Hairstar still saying he he liked it, but he doesn't want them to think he's a homosexual? He's a hard one to read. I couldn't tell. I thought he just kind of went along with it, but right. he clearly is not really strongly one way or the other. Because if you are super not into that, he wouldn't have let it happen. He would have closed the back door. Hmm. All right. So so uh, so Star says you're missing the point. Hoover says the tarp then, sir. Like, again, he's being, he's ready to give his life. He's ready to just kill me. And Star says, as much as I would enjoy seeing your inside spread out like a buffet breakfast at a five-star hotel, uh, uh, he says, my time with those rough-handed hooligans gave me a new perspective on things. And he says, the Messiah's a moron. <laughs> just <laughs> I know. Humperdoo. Uh, anyway, Humperdoo. so, so uh, that part I loved. Um, Dennis gave a dog to... Ca- uh, Cassidy gave his son Dennis a puppy. The vampire. Dennis is a vampire yeah. game of dog. Okay, that's important. Jesse still wants to find God. He tells Cassidy, I met God. And Cassidy says, he goes, oh no, he said, I met Jesus. And Cassidy says, Jesus, Jesus, or some re- random Latino man. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Cassidy is hilarious. Cassidy's cracking me up. Um, we see Hitler's personal hell all the way through, finally. And we learned that he wasn't upset at the Jewish man for bumping into him. No. He was upset at... Uh, at the Jewish man for getting the last piece of plum cake. And Hitler really wanted the plum cake because this was right after his girlfriend dissed him and walked out on him for being a wimp. Yeah, he was being a... Uh... And so this was like the final straw. Yeah. And so uh, Eugene says, um, did you really start World War II over, over plum cake? Which is was a funny right. line. And then Eugene asks him to help him escape. I want you to help me escape hell. And then Hitler says, there is a secret back door. Again, more anal references. I'm loving it. And at some point, they go to his uh, personal hell, and uh, the key is up his ass. Uh, pretty far up there. Yeah. More more of the anal sentiment in the show. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, Tulip takes Cowboy's guns to be melted down, and they don't even get hot. The, the guy, schmelter. Yeah. You, you, you schmelter? Schmelter. From behind? Schmelter. Okay. <laughs> the, uh, the guy says, I'm not, uh, not going to melt these down. Because they have, they may have bullets in them. Jenny can't get the bullets out. The guy says, "I'm not interested. I'm not doing it." And uh, Jenny, who's there, damn, she stepped up. She, uh, uh, I watched the scene like nine times. <laughs> she she says to the guy, uh, she offers him oral sex. Yeah. He's like, what? And he's like, what? And then she gets very descriptive. You've yeah. all seen the scene. I'm not re- yeah. I'm not going to rehash it unless you have the script down. You'd like to read the words? No. I don't have that exact line. For a dollar? No. For a dollar? Okay. Holler right. for a dollar? All right. Then she says to him, uh, well, then I'll just claim rape and, and say that uh, you tried to make me uh, perform oral sex and uh, they'll shut your shop down. Anyway, the gun melting doesn't work That's because they're supernatural, but not straight enough that he, you know, okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, let's see. Oh, so uh, Star has Jesse in his office and he wants him to be the Messiah. And he's, he's, uh, he shows him that he has all real-to-real audio tapes of all of Jesse's prayers over his life. Yes. 
all the things he's prayed for. It's the backup system so they can always go back and look yeah. in case God missed something, which is kind of an unusual situation. Yeah. Why is God using such old technology? I don't know. And at what point did God create that technology? The why, reel-to-reel? Why didn't dad, God have MP3s back in the day? I don't know. should be ahead of us. Anyway, so there's this whole room full of uh, old tape, like one-inch recording tape. And he plays it for Jesse to try to blackmail him to taking over because Humperdue is an idiot. He wants Jesse to be the Messiah. And Jesse really wants no part of it. And so as he's leaving, Star says to ask Jesse, do you want a copy of your prayers? And Jesse, using Genesis, says, why don't you just shove him up your ass? Again. Oh, another, another anal another reference. Another backdoor reference. So you see uh, next scene, Star's on the phone talking to Jenny and Hoover, and he's trying to shove all the audio tape Shoving up his ass. Shoving up the tape up his ass. He's like, ugh, ugh, ugh. I mean, that, I wonder how much he's going to get up there. Does Genesis not wear off? Like, does he have to shove that whole pile of tape up his ass? I, I'm, or I, is it going to stop at some point? At some point, he won't be able to. To keep shoving? This is what keeps you up at night? I, these are the things I ponder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, let's talk about this week's episode of Preacher. This week. Oh, by the way, I forgot to remind the guy. If you don't like Preacher, I hope you turned off when I recapped the week we weren't here for. And now we're recapping this week. So now you can, if you didn't leave after the first one, this is the long one. Yeah. That's what she said. Not <laughs> not to me, but somebody. <laughs> All right, I'll try to run through this quickly, get you out of here. All right. Uh, we're in hell, it picks up with Eugene and Hitler and Eugene's personal hell with Tracy Loesch. Hitler's encouraging him to resist her. Because remember, they, at the end of last week's episode, they jumped into the, uh, the hell hole. Yeah. And now they're in Eugene's personal hell. Yep. Uh, magnified, mm-hmm. but not Hitler's for some reason, even though they're both there, I guess because he went first. Yeah. Um, Hitler encourages her, her, encourages him to resist her. He kisses her anyway. She kills herself. Then the, it reruns again, and he says, I'm not going to kiss you. And she says, you're not going to kiss me? Kills herself. Kills herself. Hitler keeps trying to open the window in the room, but it doesn't open because Eugene has not fixed the situation. No. Yet. He hasn't made it right. It's sort of like... Um, what was that show? Groundhog Day? No, no, ground, not Groundhog Day. Um, the show with Scott Bakula, where he jumps back in time all the time. He has to fix stuff. All right. You've lost me. Look it up. Scott Bakula, while I'm talking. Scott Bakula. Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, people are screaming at their phones and radios. I... <laughs> it was um, in the in 90s. He has a thing that tells you when, when time needs to be fixed, and he goes back in time and fixes everything. Memory out. Oh, no, come on. Uh, I'm looking. 90s. All right, you keep looking. I'm looking. You're looking. All right. So he still hasn't fixed his his uh, personal hell. Quantum so, Leap. Quantum Leap, quantum thank you. Quantum Leap, but I haven't even seen it. Oh my God, it's so good. Okay. All right. <laughs> Don't do a Quantum Leap here. It's very distracting. Okay. <laughs> so Hitler keeps trying to open the window. Things are not right. Finally, he realizes that they're, fr- he says, listen, I'm not going to kiss you. We're just friends. He's tried a new ploy. Yeah. And she says, oh my God, that's all I needed. It looked like it was going to work. She hugs him. Yeah. Everything seems okay. No. She says, uh, oh, uh, now that we're friends, can I see your penis? So he's like, what? This is such a, pardon me, fucked up scene. And Hitler's like, uh, mm-mm. Nine, like, don't, no, nine. nine, no. And I, by the way, he said nine, but I'm guessing it was more like six. All right. 
So she says, ew. She's like, ew, I think I'm going to throw up. Right. She's a Which bitch. every guy wants to hear. Uh, oh, absolutely. And I was so glad, uh, even though it didn't work, I'm glad what he said to her here. So he, he says, you know what? That. You're mean and conceited. Yeah. He says, she goes, well, I'm going to kill myself. He goes, if you kill yourself, it'll be your fault, not mine. You're a mean girl. And at that point, I'm like, he, she's going to see the light. That she's, you know, she can't blame him or make him feel bad. No. He doesn't feel bad. And she kills herself anyway. <laughs> then the bathroom door jingles, jiggles, and I thought it was going to be um, Jesse. This is weird. Because Jesse came out of the door the last time. Yes. And said he was sleeping with her. But now it's a mascot from his high school or his middle school or whatever that apparently molested him on a camping trip. So he shoots him. The window still won't open. Then Eugene's father walks in with ass face. Yeah, he had arse face. And he's like, no, Eugene. Eugene, you ruined my life. He blames Eugene, says, you're the reason, uh, you know, you you caused all these problems for me and your mother. It's your fault. And uh, he says, you're killing me. And uh, he says, finish the job. Kill me. And then Eugene stands up for himself. He says, I'm just a kid. I messed up, but I won't apologize. It's not my fault. And so, uh, you know, I'm not, it, it is what it is. And dad says, I loved you and I always should have said that. And then the window opens. Boom. Window open. And they're out. Gone. That, and that was all before the credits. I Lately, man, they are intense before the credits. Love before the credits. All right. Flash forward a week uh, later. Cowboy's still in the truck. Now we flash back to his pregnant wife. A preacher is trying to help him because she knows he's a bad man. Puts him in the lake. Now, by the way, this episode's called On Your Knees. Hello. Hello. Which also can be done with anal. <laughs> I just figured we're going to... Read it in the book, did you? Come back full circle. Full circle. Full circle. Full cheerio. <laughs> All right. So the preacher says to the to cowboy, get, you know, on your knees. And he gets on his knees in the lake and baptizes him. So yeah. on your knees is a common theme in the episode. And on this podcast, apparently. <laughs> it, it, uh, yeah, right. It's fun talk. Fun talk. Hashtag fun talk. Hashtag fun talk. Hashtag mental picture. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Oh, so now we're, we're probably a week before present day and they show the grail drivers bring the original armored car with cowboy in it up to the surface. They drive it out. They drive an, an identical armored car and throw that in the swamp, which is how it was empty. That explains last week's episode. So in the warehouse, he refers to himself as second Lieutenant Hoover. Now he has a rank and he talks to the cowboy through the walkie talkie and uh, he tells him that, uh, listen, heaven's out of the question, but uh, we can help with the next best thing, which I'm assuming is killing Jesse. Yeah, that's what I thought. Now, this Jesse thing is going a little too far because he swung the deal with um, Fior. Yeah. Right? That, it, that he would get him into heaven if he killed the preacher. But Fior's dead because Cowboy killed him. The deal was never going to work. He can't get into heaven. So he had no reason to be after Jesse. No. Except... Now Jesse pissed him off and gave him a soul and threw him in a truck. Yeah. But it seems like he should have not been after Jesse anymore. He shouldn't have been. He He certainly isn't going to get into heaven by killing a preacher. Well, no. Even though he's the world's worst preacher. (laughs) Anyway, he doesn't want to join up with uh, the Grail. Another week goes by. He's still punching the door to get out. Hoover's taunting him. He's like, it will make you stronger. You got to join us. He's like, what else do you have to lose? Right. And then you see him in the armored car, which they don't explain, but it must mean something later on, maybe. The manual? No. Oh. No. When they, they, all the vials on the wall. Oh, those are all the souls. Right. Does he drink those two and have more soul? 
It didn't show him doing that. Right, but they showed them for some reason. So maybe we'll find out what he did with them or whatever. Okay. That I don't know. Hmm. Or maybe there was some equipment there that he learned. He's too stupid to learn how to use it, like to remove his own soul or Jesse's soul that's in it, the part of him that's in him. Um, Cowboy still trying to punch his uh, way out of the car a week later. Uh, All right. So uh, we go to uh, Jesse sitting on the dog couch where God was in the dog costume. Awkward. Awkward. Cowboy uh, uh, finally agrees with Hoover. And uh, Hoover lets him out. So he's willing to help the Grail. He's out. And this was a quick scene, but he's in a bar drinking, and the bartender says, so, uh, what are you doing? Well, what, uh, what are you here for? And he's like, uh, I'm in New Orleans to kill a man. Yeah, cash. Yeah, cash, like 1700s, 1800s, yeah. rather. Just go, like, at a salute. I'm here to kill a man. I'm here to kill a man. And that's it. The guy You've done me wrong. Hold on. <laughs> I'm here, I'm here to, to kill a man. man. <laughs> Boom. Okay. I love that. <laughs> uh, back to the apartment. Cassidy catches his son Dennis in uh, in Cassidy's room, looking under the bed, and he's like, "Get out of my room! What are you doing in here?" By the way, can we just talk about? I love those little things around their neck, so when they talk, that's how they communicate. Oh yeah. So so and the relationship's ga- so damn funny between them. Yeah, he gave Dennis a translator box. Yeah, that they so, wear around their necks. <laughs> so whatever he says to him, he he hears it like a second later, and yeah. It, I think that was also for us to get over the awkward they can't talk yes. to each other. So now they can talk to each other, which makes it easier for us but as the listener. But it's just very funny the way they do it. Yeah, it's just weird because he's his father, but he's younger. <laughs> yeah. So Cassidy finds the the dog is hiding, or he put him in the drawer to he hide him. He hit him because he thinks Dennis is going to eat well, him. Well, that's the, I think he's... Yeah, Dennis has to die. Yeah. He's going to eat the dog. I know. Cassidy ate a dog first season. Yeah. But that was a desperate time. And it was a big dog. Yeah, it was a big dog. All right. Back into the kitchen. Tulip tells Cassidy one of his fingers is under the table. Cash. Cash. You got a finger on the table. The Grail is still spying on them. Cassidy is still having sexual thoughts about Tulip. She's staring. He's staring at her neck. Jesse comes home. He's like, I need a drink. So he and Cassidy go in the back of the apartment to drink. And that's when Tulip decides, I'm going to pick the finger up with tongs. And go throw it in the garbage. Yeah. Here's where I need your help. And I may need our listeners' help. But again, not everyone, just the first one or two people help me out here. Because I need, I don't understand exactly what was said. Okay. All right. And I, okay. So Tulip grabs, she goes out to the garbage. And she throws the garbage out. Again, TV coincidence. As she's coming back from the garbage, Cowboy stops her in the hallway. Yes. And again, I know he's saying of killers, but I'm going to go Cowboy. It's easier to say. And he says, Preacher. I would think he's still mad at her from the fight the last time. I would think so. And she says, No, because she's Tulip. But you'd think she'd be terrified. So, badass Tulip there. So then Cowboy says, I thought he says, What then? But maybe he said, Apartment? I don't know what he said. Oh, I, 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 I knew it as he was saying it, but now I forget what he said. And then what did she answer him? Okay, that's my problem. Now, a couple of people the last time I couldn't make out what they were saying when uh, uh, Cassie was talking to Seamus, they said, oh, if you turn on the, the, the uh, closed, closed captioning, caption? it'll tell you what they said. Well, when you're watching it on my particular DVRs, the closed captioning button on the TV doesn't work. And I don't think I have a closed caption button on the DVR. Mm. If I do, I have not. I did not press it. Okay. So at the time of this podcast, I have not done the trick. Okay. So Cowboy says, what then? Or I think he says that. And she says, what I think is Rayo. 
Which is oh, a, is a great. Hold on, it's a great tomato sauce. No, I know, I know what I know what she said. He said weapons, and she goes Rio, because remember when they couldn't schmelt? She mailed the guns to Rio. She wrapped them oh, up in a package. Thank you. I got it. So he said weapons. Weapons, and she goes Rio. So I thought he said what then? No weapons. Weapons. Okay. Yeah. And she said Rio. Yep. But she said it with her attitude and it sounded like Rayo. They both had like a little toot, so. But here's, okay, to- then I have to call partial bullshit. Because if you're a cowboy from the 1800s, you don't know what Rio means. Probably not. He didn't really question her. He's not taking a, a seven day, uh, six night vacation <laughs> to an all inclusive in Rio. That's true. He probably doesn't know where the hell that meant. Rio, he probably figures that means the Rio Grande, maybe. Ooh, <laughs> I just thought of that. Yeah, maybe things. But does he know that Rio means river? I don't know what he knows because Rio from means so river. Long ago. Rio de Janeiro means Rio River of Janeiro. Yeah, but that's what it was. Weapons, Rio. So when when she says Rio and he does or doesn't understand what that means, he doesn't really react. Why doesn't he kill her or punch her or you know? I think he's just so hell focused on. Uh... Jesse, he just... So he walks away from her. Yeah. But I just doesn't seem like he would be the type to just go, oh, my weapons are in Rio, whatever that means. Okay. Yeah. So he walks down the hall and then Tulip decides she's going to fight him, runs up behind him, punches him, and says, you leave him alone. And he just throws her against the wall, knocks her. He throws her like 10 feet into a wall. Like, lady, you really didn't think that was going to happen? So the cowboy walks into the apartment. Everyone's in the back drinking. Uh, He grabs a huge knife from the drawer. Then he puts it back, takes a small one. What's that about? I That's know. how cocky he is. I know. Plus, we find out later what he wants to do with the knife, so maybe that was a better knife for what he wanted to do. <sighs> he walks crazy. over and cuts the blinds open. Now, do you know why he did that? Oh, uh, For Cassidy? Yes, maybe? he knows Cassidy's yeah, a vampire now. Vampire. Smart, smart uh, cowboy. Uh, Cassidy and Jesse are in the back drinking. They're oblivious to what's going on. Cassidy is still complaining about foreskin in the baby formula. Oh my God, I know. He's still talking. He's like, that's gross. Still talking about it. Let it go, Cassidy. From episode one, he's been talking about this. Yeah. Was it one? Uh, of this season. Of this season, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cowboy's about to walk towards them when he hears Dennis's music. Bad timing, Dennis. <laughs> and he heads to Dennis's room, walks in Dennis's room, and uh, we don't know what he did to Dennis. He snapped his neck. Did he? Yeah. Because we see Dennis on the floor. Yeah, I didn't but, realize his neck was yeah, twisted. Yeah, I, right. I, I read about it online and then I zoomed in and they uh, they did a little snappage of the old neck. So he snaps his neck thinking he killed him, but he's a vampire. But, but it was so weird because his neck was all twisted, but then he was like still blinking his eyes. And right. It was really creepy. So I knew he wasn't dead. And then he's, Cowboy's amazed by the Bluetooth speaker, which I thought was pretty cool. He's like, what, where, how's your sound coming out of this thing? Uh, Jesse walks into the living room. He sees the curtain's been cut open. And then all of a sudden, Dennis's body goes flying by. Did you see that? Yes. That was I didn't know it was Dennis's body. He didn't really body. react. Yeah, I was like, what was that? And I was like, um, hello. And then a Dan Quayle book drops off the shelf, which is so random. Our former vice president from that the- That is why, I don't know what the symbolism there was. Well, Dan Quayle was kind of a goof. And the fact that he wrote a book when he was known for misspelling the word potato. <laughs> was it tomato? No, he's, I think he's misspelled- Tomato, he misspelled, tomato. Well, no, he misspelled uh, potato. Potato, he put potato. an E at the end of potato. Mm. That's what it was. Like tomato. Okay. No. He put an E at the end of one of them. I think it was potato. <laughs> anyway, Dan Quayle was sort of a goof uh, back in the day. Uh, the cowboy walks into the room. Jesse starts talking trash about him. And he says, um, 
you know, like, should I make you beg this time? I was merciful. And Cowboy says, you were chicken shit last time because you, because my, you know, you don't want your soul in hell because part of his soul is in Cowboy. And Jesse says, get on your knees. Uh, again, get on your knees. Didn't work. No this effect. Time. The cowboy says, I didn't hear you, preacher, and he punches him. Now, they never explain this, right? No, they never explain it gets glitchy because when he was leaving Hair Star's office, when he made him shove the tapes up his ass, and he said to his secretary, open the door. There was like a little glitch there. The secretary was like, um, I'm just gonna make a quick phone call. And then he said, Open the door, and then it worked. So is his power waning? Did, I did, it might did be. Hair Star slip him something that we missed? Or or it's getting a little or, glitchy. Or knowing that he has that power, did the Grail do something to Cowboy or put something in his ears where he could hear but not Jesse's voice? Did they invent something that makes you immune to the power of Genesis? Could be. Could be. Because there's gotta be a reason. I thought that was a little weird, like it wasn't working. Something's going on either they Yeah, I don't know what it is. Maybe Humperdoo peeing on him had an effect. Ugh. I don't know. Oh. Cassidy comes running in, punches uh, the cowboy. He gets thrown through a wall. Mm-hmm. Stuck in it. Jesse and, and uh, the cowboy fight. Doesn't do much damage. He throws the Dan Quayle book at him. Again, I thought that was hilarious. The Grail's watching the whole thing. Tulip attacks him with a metal rod. They fight. She's punching him. Tulip, give it up. But she's still badass. He then gra- he grabs her by the face. By the face. By the face and throws her. That's crazy. Yeah. Jesse says, hey, remember you're here for me, not her. Yeah. So he pushes Jesse down by by uh, his hand down to his knees, again, on his knees, and punches him in the face, knocks him out. And uh, if you looked on the wall, I didn't realize what it was the whole time. I thought it was a hinge. They kept showing a black thing. It was a she, camera. Yeah, eventually the camera, uh, you see it getting looser and looser. Eventually it falls off the wall onto the floor. I assume they'll find it on the floor. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming when they come back. Or the Grail will realize it fell and they'll have to try to sneak into the apartment to put it back on mm-hmm. the wall and get caught. But that's obviously an True. important thing. We come back after he knocked them out from punching him. His hands are tied. Jesse's hands are tied behind his back. Cowboy tells him a story about a guy in the Old West who used to scout men for a living and what it sounded like mm-hmm. and uh, that he couldn't get that sound out of his head. And he goes, I shot the guy dead anyway, but... Uh, you know, I've been curious about that noise ever since. Ugh. He says so he's going to go behind him and scalp Jesse. He gets behind him. By the way, Fear the Walking Dead, same thing happened. I was just thinking that as I'm watching, I'm like, they just did that in Fear. Well, Walker, Walker was going to, was going to, yeah. right. One of the Otto brothers was Jake. Jake, he was going to scalp him. Started cutting into his head. So he starts cutting into uh, Jesse's scalp. And, you know, you can't kill him. It's a TV show. The female guard from hell shows up and says, William, it's time to go back. And he says, never. He says, okay, but your hell has to be filled with somebody, like your wife or your daughter. God's gone. Who's going to stop me? That stopped him real quick. So somebody has to go back to his cell and take that spot in hell. I was surprised he didn't suggest the preacher. Because he doesn't know why he can't go back. I, he should have been like, well, take this idiot. Yeah. Well, take the vampire. I think just the thought of his wife or daughter going back yeah. had him so shell-shocked. He's like, okay, I'll go. But again, I go back to the whole hell thing. Eugene was there to take Cowboy's place, but they said there were too many people there. Yeah. I guess in that wing, because that wasn't Cowboy's wing. Yeah. All I think right. it was in a different spot. All right. So the Cowboy says, what about Preacher? And the guard says, leave him. Those are my orders. She walks over to Jesse and whispers, 
You're lucky to have a man like Hair Star looking out for you. Mm-hmm. Dude, Hair Star's running hell. Man, he's running everything. Pulling favors. And uh, Jesse says, he has my soul. And she says, sorry to hear it. Too bad. So sad. Bye. Tulip and Cassidy are in an ambulance headed to the hospital. However, nobody checks the labels again. It says property of Grail Industries. I saw that. Yes, it was on television. I, I know, but like normally I miss stuff like that. <laughs> right, you missed the CD. Um, yes, I did. That's what I missed. I missed the CD. Yeah, CDs. I CDs right now. Okay, so oh uh, what? Excuse what? me. What? We're in a radio station. There's CDs over there. Oh my god. All right. I can't. Ca- what? Cassidy and Tulip are, they were taken to Hairstar's office, not the hospital. And and so as Hairstar is trying to talk to them, Cassidy says. My God, you're unattractive. I burst out <laughs> laughing at that line. I mean, Cassidy is getting funnier and funnier. Star says, uh, did Jesse tell you about the arrangement that we have? Uh, and Cassidy says, it's hypnotic, like a school bus crash. I can't take my <laughs> eyes off your face. Away. I can't look away. And uh, Jesse says, Star says to Jesse, look, he's headed for glory and power, and he knows you two are not. So with the sake of the universe on the line, how shall we proceed? Like, what are you two losers going to do? This guy's going to be the Messiah. That was sad. He was just like, mm. uh, Now we're going to take you down to Vatican City, where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. <laughs> we're at uh, Vatican City. The Pope tells the crowd God is gone. He goes, you know, from our hearts, I'm saying, metaphorically speaking. And then he says, uh, but I pro- but the his promise is still there. This was my favorite line of the episode. Do you remember it? What was it? He says, Jesus, or a reasonable approximation of, <laughs> is coming. Oh, boy. Hashtag Humperdoo. Hashtag God help us. Hashtag Pete on Jesse. Uh, Cassidy and Tulip come back to the apartment pissed off at Jesse. And he's like, "Uh, you guys look mad. Let's go out to eat. They're at the restaurant and Cassidy's talking about a unicorn. I don't know. He's rambling about something. And he says, we met your friend with the old egghead. And Jesse says, oh, hair star. And he says, so Jesse, are you going to be the Messiah? And Jesse says, not only be the Messiah. He's, I found God. He's the man dog. Yeah. Remember Which sounds crazy. Yeah. And he says, uh, Humperdue will be the savior. It will never be the savior unless he steps up. No, he says, Humperdue will never be the savior. I got to step up. Yeah, because he's just a horrible choice. He says, Cassidy says, but Jesse, you drink, fight, break people's arms. Do you have what kind of sound it makes? You can't <laughs> be the Messiah. And he says, well, I was given the power. And they're like, well, what do you need us for? So they're, they're like, all right, go and be God. And then he didn't answer. No, he didn't. Which is... I think that their answer right there. Yeah. So, all right. So we're back in hell to wrap up the show. They put him in his personal hell and Cowboy says to the guard, tell Satan I want a word. So Cowboy can just summon him like the boss. Cash. Like, I just want to speak to Satan. Yeah. And, and the, just like by the way, that's, sack. is that fourth cash, this podcast? Fourth cash. Can we get a cash count? Cash count. Cash count. Thank you. Uh, the guard. Now someone's going to go back and listen. To <laughs> someone's going to count my cashes. I'm sorry. <laughs> thank you, cashes. Cash counters. Cash. Uh, that's five now, right? I think it's five. Oh, it's more than okay. that. Okay. Well, you said someone's going to count my those things, so we're up to six at least. <laughs> All right. So uh, the guard says he'll want a word with you as well. Right, bro. Because he's going to want to find out how he got out of go to hell. How did he get out of it? But the two guys who got him out are dead. The two angels are dead anyway. Dead. Um. Anyway, so uh, the guard says to the other guard, any word, find them, meaning uh, Eugene and Hitler. Hitler and Eugene are crawling through an air duct. And it looks like they're crawling over everyone else's personal hells. 
People are torturing each other, oh, killing each other, cheating on each other, babies. Right, and then they Ryan. and then they go over cowboy's hell because you hear the sound from his his hell. Yeah, about don't she's drink like, anymore. That's and she's like, and she's like, come back in a day. I'll be yeah, waiting for yeah, you. All that yeah. stuff. Right, right. Jesse goes to visit Hair Star and he says, "What do I need to do?" Meaning he's prepared to be the Messiah. Star gets on his knees again. More people getting on their Man, knees. He, on the knees. That's the theme. Jesse on your knees. puts his hand on his head. More head comments. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Next week, it was really chaotic as far as the scenes go. It was Eugene and Hitler coming out of a hatch. It was all over. But they came out of a hatch to run, but it didn't look like a hatch like outside. It's somewhere else. Uh, Jesse starts his job as the Messiah. Tulip and Jenny are about to face off like an old Western. She's got a gun behind her, and one of them has a knife behind their back. Eugene meets somebody in a black outfit like maybe he meets death. I don't know. And uh, Jesse's pissed at Hair Star. He says, you set me up. A lot's happening. So here's... Here's my last question. So again, a couple things. Okay. Don't forget to go to Z100.com and LightFM.com yep. and enter the contest to win your trip to Vegas for all the cool Fear the Walking Dead stuff. Remember, Fear the Walking Dead, season three, part two premiere. Sunday. Sunday, nine o'clock, two hours. Walking Dead special at eight o'clock. So that'll take you right into Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, and then uh, Monday is the finale of Preacher. So next week, we're going to have to figure out the podcast situation. Whew. Yeah, we are back. Because we're going to want to talk about all three hours, which I won't be able to watch on Sunday, and then recap it all. So we're looking at probably maybe next Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday again. Yeah. So sorry for the late weeks. It no, normally won't be like that. It's been a little hectic. We'll get back to the Monday or Tuesday yeah. podcast again. I'm sorry. We had a good run with that. We did have a good run. We're, yeah. We, you know we're what? Because really we do it, hashtag for the people. We're human. Hashtag for the people. And uh, for the one crazy person, cash. Cash. Right. Cash. All right, it's time. What time is it? I'm out of breath. Give me a second. <laughs> Anyone that wanted to do it with us, I'm sorry, I just screwed you over. Sorry. All right, ready? ready? Okay, now it's time. Ready? Yeah. Okay. It's time. Time. What time is it? It's time, time to, to shut, shut this, this shit down. down.